0: And welcome into this crossover edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and the Locked On New York Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and Locked On New York Rangers podcast your first listen of the day. For everyone on the New York Rangers feed, let me introduce myself. My name is Armando Velez. I'm from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me On Twitter at MonoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at l o underscore f l a Panthers. And thankful, very thankful to be bringing in the host of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast, John Chick. John, how are you, man?
1: I'm doing great, man. You know, it's a really nice win for the Rangers heading into the break there, and uh, it's always a pleasure teaming up for these special crossover episodes. Armando, this is kind of becoming a tradition because, if I'm not mistaken, I think. We've done a post game show for all three matchups now, have we not?
0: We have. We we, yeah. we have done it every single time, and uh, this is the last one for the regular season. Uh, unfortunately, for for you and I, but as far as the Florida Panthers, I'm I'm I will I will admit I I'm glad that they're not facing the New York Rangers for the rest of this regular season because they have had such a hard time with uh the Rangers uh this this season, and I, I've spoken about it on the show before. This matchup that of course the first one the first matchup wasn't even close. It was a 4-3 final by New York, but it but it was it started off as 4-0. The second matchup, they were going into the third period down uh 2-1, and it took uh three unanswered um goals by the Panthers. So both of those first three games, they didn't get to Sir Sturkin really until the third period, and one of them was too little too late in this one. This time around they didn't even get to him at at all in the in the third period. So that was a that was, this was a little bit of a different theme type of game compared to the first two.
1: I think so. I mean, really, it's been a very unique trilogy here. You know, I feel like every con, every game has been very unique uh, from the other two, and uh, you know, tonight. I got to admit, man, I thought the Rangers really kind of caught some breaks early in this game because, you know, about 30 seconds into the game or whatever it was, uh, Mika Zibanejad goes in on the rush. But let's be honest. I mean, the Rangers got a lucky bounce there off of Forsling and into the net. Uh, They catch another break a little bit later when the Panthers were offside by, what, like a matter of inches. And, you know, they're down two to one early to midway through the second period. And I really didn't think the Rangers were playing all that great. Um, You know, the Panthers, I thought, up to that point, had the better of play. And I thought the Rangers really started to step on the gas after Lafreniere uh, tied the game there. It seemed like the Rangers really picked up their game and got stronger as it progressed. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, early in the game, they caught some breaks. Later in the game, I think, in some ways, they made their own breaks. So uh, I'll take it, man, because it was was a really unique situation with, uh, you know, both of these teams heading into a two-week break coming up now.
0: Yeah, and... For, for the Florida Panthers, this is a second night of a back-to-back. Um, and right before this game, um, Spencer Knight was just on a on a little bit of a three-game tear, going uh, two straight games of just giving up one goal in each game on the NHL level. And then when he was sent back down to AHL Charlotte um, against the Syracuse Crunch, he gives up only one goal as, as well. So bringing Spencer Knight back up, originally on the taxi squad, and then back to the active roster, it, it was a little bit of a let's see what this guy's got and this he was the goalie in the first matchup um just for a reminder of the for the Florida Panthers feed and the New York Rangers feed the very first matchup between these two teams it was when sergey bobrovsky was going through a little bit of an injury that lasted him a whole week so spencer Knight was getting consecutive starts at 20 years old and he's been a um he hasn't had his the best season and um but it, I was really excited to see what he had coming back after three straight games of giving up one goal. But the difference really in this game was the two goalies. When you think about the experience that Igor Sesterkin has versus what Spencer Knight has, and that, I believe it was the third or fourth goal that Susterkin. Was had such great awareness of a line change by the Florida Panthers. He makes a stretch. Pa- he makes a pass to Artemi Panarin, and then Panarin has a has a stretch pass um, to 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 ca- catch um, the Florida Panthers on on a change. And then having that awareness there for Igor Shesterkin is really that difference. And then um, the one of the goals that um, Spencer Knight uh, gave up, um, I think, it was to Lafreniere. The the Spencer Knight was right behind the trapezoid and then just uh, a, a pass to Ekblad, and then the forechecking of the New York Rangers uh, caused uh, that game to really change. And the the situational awareness that both goalies have, they're on different levels right now. But for the Florida Panthers' perspective of things, I think this is a good learning experience for Spencer Knight.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, obviously a high scoring opponent that he was going up against in the Rangers. And uh, I got to say, man, for, for Panther fans that might not get a chance to see Igor Shesterkin on any given night. Uh, first of all, it's kind of rare that he has, you know, a clear experience advantage against any goalie that he's going against. But obviously Spencer Knight, I believe, is like 20 years old or whatever it might be. But uh, that pass you saw him make on that play where he got it up to Panarin. And then if I'm not mistaken, Panarin to Strom, Strom to Kreider, Kreider with a tip in goal. Uh, that's not a fluke for Igor Shesterkin. He's got a lot of strengths, and one of them is uh, his ability to handle the puck and and pass the puck up the ice and get some things going, and he looks to make that play, and I'm calling this right now, man. Igor Shesterkin will score a goal before it's all said and done. I mean, there's going to be a situation where uh, there's an empty net, and the Rangers are going to have a two-goal lead, and he's just going to fire it down the the, the rink, and and he's going to put it right in the net. It might not happen this season, but he's got a long career ahead of him, so he'll get at least one.
0: And I, sp- I spoke about this uh before previewing how New York has been just so fortunate with uh with goalies throughout their throughout the last uh, twenty some odd years. Of course, you have Henrik Lundqvist. His uniform is just retired just last week, and then Igor Sistruk and coming right right back right into the mix and just having a fesna caliber season for, for the New York Rangers and a lot of national pundits for whether it's the athletic, whether it's even our network of locked on NHL, a lot of people talk about the, the, the offense with the New York Rangers, especially five on five, but the, the fact that you have a goalie in Shersturkin and then a, a great power play that the New York Rangers have the, the re, regardless of five on five numbers for this Rangers team, they could, they could surprise a lot of people and make a run.
1: Yeah, I think it's possible. And it, it in addition to the power play, the penalty kill, which I think is probably even more important than the power play when it comes to playoff time, you can maybe get by with like an average power play in the playoffs. But I think you'd have to look long and hard before you found a recent cup champion that had a really bad penalty kill. And that's an area where the Rangers uh, really excel. Um, so that's big. And like you said, you know, Igor Shostakovich and uh, he's kind of um, the ultimate X factor. I mean, to me, I know there's this narrative over the over the past couple of seasons where, like, oh, well, you don't need an elite goalie. You just need, like, really good defense. And I don't agree with that. To me, the, the goalie in the playoffs will always be the ex- – you do agree with that?
0: I, I, I agree with you.
1: Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. We were going to have an interesting debate there for sure. But, yeah, man, I mean, the goalie, that can make all the difference. I mean, look what Carey Price did for the Canadians last season. Look where they are now without him. So, I mean, that's just one example. But you get the idea – um, and yeah, he's he's a huge part of this team, and as he goes, they go. And uh, I figure, you know, Armando will will continue breaking this down in just a second. But first, just want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers and of Locked On Florida Panthers is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there are so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many, many more. In fact, Bill is always coming out with new, limited-time flavors. So check out built.com often to see what's new, go to built.com use promo code locked 15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. And uh, once again, we just want to thank everybody for making locked on New York Rangers and locked on Florida Panthers, your first listen every day. And uh, Armando, while we're on the subject, man, I've been doing this with all of uh, the other locked on hosts. Do you have a favorite built bar flavor?
0: I'd say uh, I'd say cookies and cream.
1: That's that's mine. Solid, man. I, I'm going to go with coconut brownie, which I don't even think is one of the main flavors, but it's really good. It's kind of a new champion for me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, man, turning our attention back to this game. I mean, you know, we touched on the goalie situation a little bit, and you were asking me about Igor. Um, The Panthers are in an, in an interesting spot because, of course, you know, Sergei Bobrovsky, the big free agent signing a couple of years ago, and Spencer Knight, you know, this kid that everybody's really high on. How do you see this kind of shaking out the rest of the way? And when it comes to the playoffs, do they have to pick one or the other, or can they kind of mix them in and out a little bit? I
0: think right now, Bobrovsky is the guy. He's had a he's had a big turnaround season for for this Florida Panthers team, and uh, he did go a, of a little bit of a rough stretch towards uh, in in December, uh, right before the shutdown. And I feel like he was he was hurt in a way um, as well. But that Florida Panthers was probably one of the best things to ever happen to them because number one, they were getting uh, players healthy back from COVID and non-COVID because they were, they were experiencing some injuries. Um, Forzling have was having a day-to-day injury. Barkoff was out for, for a few uh, weeks. He's, he's missed about, it was a third of the season last time I said, but that was like a week ago. So now it's like more of like just over, over a quarter of the season as well. But the, but Sergei Berovsky has just been just been incredible um this season and he's had a wonderful bounce back uh this season but uh he's the veteran right now so you got to go with the veteran when it comes to like uh most of the starts right now and with no olympics as well he's going to he's still going to get a majority of those starts because nobody's going over to beijing um for the olympics so he's still going to get those opportunities and he's still having a great season he's not going to win the vesna trophy but you don't necessarily need Vesna Trophy Bob in the in uh, right now as as long as he shows those flashes here and there, and he's at he's a top ten goalie this year um, for in the NHL, and he's having such a bounce back season. And it helps that the Florida Panthers are scoring in bunches. They just had a record setting in January, most goals in a month in the last twenty five years is, belongs to this Florida Panthers team with seventy four in the month of January, and it's helping though. There there are some issues on the back end in the blue line that they could that they could definitely uh help with. The Florida Panthers are are in talks with um with Arizona right now, uh for Jacob Chikrin. They've they've been rumored as one of the teams to go after Ben Schrott as well. And one of those players involved in a trade as well is Owen Tippett, who could have gotten a goal tonight if it weren't for that uh offside goal. But like you said in the first segment, an inch off that line from, from it. And that would have been his second straight game with a goal because he scored last night um, against Columbus. And, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Owen Tippett um, and Panther fans should be rooting for Owen Tippett, whether it's him scoring to increase his trade value or um, scoring to help this Florida Panthers team. And um, definitely he could benefit from a change of scenery. I mean, we saw that with Sam Bennett, bringing him over here to Florida. And now Sam Reinhardt as well being on a rebuilding Buffalo team. So uh, just the complimentary pieces around the Panthers are helping Sergey Bobrovsky as well. The the scoring on, on one end. Tonight was just one of those uh, rare nights uh, that it, it didn't come to fruition. And I asked the question, I asked the question on Twitter that got a little bit of reactions. And I said this, the Florida Panthers can score in bunches against most teams in the NHL. What's going to happen when they go against Vesna Caliber goalies in the playoffs, Vasilevsky's in the division, Jack Campbell is having a great season for the Toronto Maple Leafs. If the New York Rangers happen to be a wild card and happen to play the Florida Panthers, they've seen what they, they've seen what they've had um, this season against um, Igor Shosturkin in, 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 in three games and losing two of them. So it's it's a little bit of a of what's going to happen with this Florida Panthers team when the playoffs come because they're not going to score four goals every single game in the postseason and that's when you're really going to have to rely on the other end of the goaltending as well what um, is Sergei Bobrovsky going to help you steal games when it comes to that and it it drew a little bit of reactions on on Panthers Twitter, but it <laughs> wasn't to, it wasn't to, it wasn't to overreact to one loss because this has just been a dream season for the Florida Panthers. And just, uh just when it, when it, when it comes to that, it's just, it's just, um just thinking out loud uh, about it and just when, when it comes to, when it comes to this team, it, it's just what, what are they going to do when it comes to that? And I also want to talk about even before, even before that, when the Florida Panthers went up two to one, the broadcast mentioned that there was a time where the Florida Panthers were leading in shots on goal, eighteen to seven against New York. The Florida Panthers ended this game only one more shot on goal than the than the New York Rangers.
1: Like, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I think you know that that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, how the Rangers were kind of a little bit, you know, a half step slow early in the game, whatever you want to call it. Like I said, I thought the Panthers clearly had the better of play for the first period in a. Decent chunk of the second period as well before the Rangers kind of got it going with the Lafreniere goal there. But, um, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that stat because in my last episode, uh, I called attention to the fact that the Rangers are getting outshot like by a pretty good margin in just about all of their recent games. And I realized, listen, shot on goal, it's not like the end all be all. It's not like this perfect, infallible stat. But when the rain, when your team has been outshot in 10 out of the last 11 games that it's played, which is now the case for the Rangers, I think that makes your eyebrows go up at least a little bit. And they're just not getting a ton of shots on goal. And it seems like, especially early in games, like we saw tonight, uh, they're just not getting the puck at the net. And, you know, for a Ranger team, you know, both these teams can score. And for a Ranger team that has so many guys that have such good shots, I mean, I think once in a while, you just got to let it rip, man. You know, you just got to throw it at the net. I don't want to be that guy that just screams shoot the whole game. But every now and then you just got to shoot. And I I think a great example of that is, um, you know, this most recent game against the Kraken Kraken tie the game at two with just over a minute left. And Ke'Andre Miller scores with, I think 33 seconds left to give the Rangers the three to two win. But you know, the Rangers on that play, they win an offensive zone draw. Mika back to Ke'Andre Miller. Now, if Miller tries to get cute and like make this perfect pass, you know, this game might go to overtime and the Rangers might lose. You know what? He's got a good shot. Let it fly. He took a rip. It went in. Rangers got the win in a game that they didn't really even play that well. So, yeah, I mean, again, it, it's a delicate balance, and you know, sometimes quality over quantity. But uh, for me, for my part, I, I gotta see the Rangers shoot the puck a little bit more often.
0: Yeah, and and another stat that I that I wrote down for for why those shots on goal, um, the the shot on goals changed was the fact that the New York Rangers, the takeaways, sixteen to three in favor of New York. The Florida Panthers were just giving the puck. Uh, taking the puck away uh, more often than the Florida Panthers were. And that really contributed to like more, uh, more rushes down the other end that was converting in goals. And Mika Sabanajad had just two beautiful passes. Um, I, I believe both of them were to Chris Kreider that resulted in those two uh, power play goals. And what talk about, talk about not only those crisp passes by Mika Sabanajad, but also the season that Chris Kreider is having on his way possibly to winning the rocket Richard.
1: Yeah. I mean, Mika and Kreider, you know, they've, they've had them on the same line for a pretty long time, couple of seasons now. And, uh, the chemistry is just very real, very palpable. You can tell the two of them are, uh, really close off the ice. And, um, You know, the Rangers don't have a captain, but I think by and large, if you ask most of the players on that Ranger team, you know, who's kind of leading the way, who's steering the ship, it certainly seems to be Kreider and Mika Zibanejad. They're kind of a tag team as far as, uh, you know, the leadership is concerned. And, uh, you know, Mika is just absolutely on fire lately. And it's not just with his offense. I mean, that obviously stands out. You know, you can look up his stats and he's, he's stuffing the score sheet every single night. He has become such a good defensive player. And it always has been, but he's gone to new levels with his defense, I think, recently. A huge part of the penalty kill. He had a couple of steals in this game tonight. Um, Just the total package. And, you know, when there were all these rumors about the Rangers, you know, maybe trading for Jack Eichel, I'm like, dude, we we got Mika Zibanejad right here. Just resign this guy. Why bring in a complete unknown who has a neck injury? Nothing against Jack Eichel. He's a great player. But this is our guy right here, Mika Zibanejad. Resign him long term. Um, So they did. Yeah, go ahead. What's up?
0: No, no, continue. I'm going to say something right after.
1: I got you, man. So, uh, and then as for Kreider, I mean, listen, this is, nobody could have seen this coming. Um, He's somebody that throughout his career with the Rangers has been a very streaky player for better or worse. And when they re-signed him, I was all for it, but I also kind of acknowledged that it's, this is how it's going to be. Like, this isn't going to change. Like this is how he's been for almost a decade. Now he's hot. He's cold. He's hot. He's cold. And against all odds, a decade into the league, he's having a career season and, it's hard to put your finger on exactly why. I mean, he's become a tremendous net front presence, uh, great at deflecting the puck into the net and also cleaning up uh some some loose pucks in the crease there. But yeah, man, I I can't fully explain what's going on with Chris Kreider, but I will definitely take it.
0: And you mentioned Zabanajad in those uh rumors to uh to Buffalo, but what New York would have had to give up versus everyone else because they're they're in the state, they're in the conference. I mean, they're not in the same division, but still, New, New York, the state of New York, that means something more when it comes to a trade like that. And of course, you, of course, the trade happening in Vegas now. You, you extend uh, Mika Sabanajad, and he he's a he's a Ranger at least for for the next eight years. And the fact that Chris Kreider is having this this great of a season, and of course, now seventeen power play goals. Something I talked about is that. Chris Kreider on the power play is that is that that dude you need to look look after and then he gets uh two more tonight it's like <laughs> what what can what can you do what what can you do about this guy when when he's just having it, you said it a decade in the league and now he's having his best season uh, uh, I believe he's a first round pick if I'm not mistaken and yeah, um was. and 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 now the New York Rangers are kind of seeing the fruits of that labor now with Chris Kreider being there and this is with Capo Caco and Alexei Lafreniere not really exploding like fans expected them to be of course Capo Caco didn't play in this one Adam Fox didn't play in this one neither um but Alexei Lafreniere getting a goal in this one how how have you how have you seen his development ever since uh ever since drafting him number one overall last year
1: yeah, Lafreniere, I mean, I, I think at this point, you know, he's, uh, what are we, a little bit past the halfway point here of his second season. I, I think it's fair to say he hasn't quite lived up to the hype thus far. But, you know, people have to keep in mind, he is just 20 years old. Um, It is just his second season. You know, last year, there wasn't even a preseason or really much of a training camp or anything like that. It was, you know, they kind of just threw him into the deep end. And it was, you know, sink or swim kind of a deal. Um, But, you know, he's getting there. And if you notice, you know, that goal he scored tonight, you know, for all his perceived shortcomings, that is his 10th goal of the season. So very possible that at the age of 20, he ends up having a 20 goal season for this New York Ranger team. Uh, I think he's somebody who also, and I, I've mentioned this on my show recently, I think he's a little bit better of a defensive player than he might get credit for as well. Um, so yeah, has he been this instant phenom, you know, that this unbelievable superstar player? No, but he's had his moments. And I also mentioned uh, he's scored some kind of like Johnny on the spot kind of goals where he's just in the perfect position, gets a pass, gets a rebound. Uh, so that's encouraging for me too, just that he'll score a dirty goal every now and then. And he seems to have good hockey instincts and be in the right place at the right time. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really excited to see how he developed more, especially, especially now that Quinton Byfield in that same draft, just got his first goal and seeing how those two are going to definitely hopefully take this league, uh, by storm Uh, a little bit of a, for the Florida Panthers, um. I really liked I really like some of their speed on how they were able to draw penalties, Carter Hagee, especially. And of course, um Anthony Duclair. The there's superstars like Jonathan Huberto and Alexander Barkov make so many other players better around them. They've been they haven't been on the same line for much of this season. It's just been recently where they've um been back together with a few spots in this earlier in the season, but not something that's been consistent all year. But I saw on that goal by Anthony Duclair on the first one how how those two superstars of Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Huberto three New York Rangers draw towards him to the to Igor's right leaving um Anthony Duclair wide open and then sniping it for for a goal and that speed factor that the Florida Panthers have even though Igor Susterkin is having the season that they have I believe when that when you continue to out chance and out possess the, the opposition, you're going to give your, your team a chance every single, every single night. And Sam Reinhardt is a guy who only had one point in his first six games. And once again, he's averaging a, a point per game um, now um, coming into, to this Olympic break. So another goal for Sam Reinhardt after he scored a hat trick last night in Columbus, his fifth, which was his fifth hat trick of his career. So, a lot of encouraging signs for this uh Florida Panthers team. Though they took a they took a an L tonight, but it's still not to overreact after one loss. I mean, 32-10-5, there's not much to complain when you're
1: 32-10-5. No, I totally agree. And uh I got to ask you about Huberto, man, cuz I mean, I I think this guy might be in the running for some hardware at the end of the season. At least in the conversation, but uh did you want to let everybody know about bet online real quick, man? And then we'll jump yeah. into that.
0: Yeah, well, well, yeah, let's talk about Bet Online, And Bet Online has you covered this season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net the, remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online, where the game starts. And we're back here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and Locked On New York Rangers podcast. So I want to give you back the floor, uh, John, about what you were talking about in the last segment right before we went to break.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I just got to ask you about Jonathan Huberto because, I mean, I knew this guy was like an emerging star in this league. But, I mean, you look at the numbers he's put up this season. um, I mean, he's got to at least be in the Hart Trophy conversation, does he not? I mean, I know the Panthers have a lot of great players. And, you know, sometimes that can work against a player going for an MVP. But, man, I mean, 64 points in 47 games. I mean, what are you seeing from this guy this year? Because he's been unbelievable.
0: It's funny because uh, the... NHL just announced their stars of the month for the month of January, and um, Jonathan Huberdeau got first star of the month, uh, getting 25 points in 15 games. This season, Jonathan Huberdeau averages not only more than a point a game, he averages an assist per game. So it's just incredible. I'm, I'm pulling up the, the numbers right now. 17 goals, 47 assists, total 64 points in 47 games. So Every game you could at least count on Huberto to at least get one assist. And, and maybe maybe he'll sprinkle in a, a goal here and there. And, of course, I've talked about a little bit of how he's added penalty killing to his game um, this season. And that is a consideration for Jonathan Huberto to uh, be in the heart conversation. And he's definitely at least top one or two. And, uh, of course, up there with Alexander Ovechkin, Seidel. McDavid, McDavid and Drysaddle do have their games in hand as far as the Art Ross uh, race right now, um, and they're going to be making up their games. We'll be looking at—I'll definitely be looking at Oilers games in the next uh, few few weeks as they're they'll be making up their games. But I was looking on the page Puck Empire on Instagram, and they released their—they each week they released their leaders. For certain awards, of course, Norris, Hart, Vesna, you name it. And this week, number one on their uh on their list for the Hart trophy was Jonathan Huberto. And that brought that brought me a little bit of that that brought a little bit of a smile to my face that someone is from the Panthers in a small in a small market in a small town like Sunrise, Florida, that he's getting the right the the recognition that he deserves. And also I want to give also a a special shout out to Anton Lindell as well for getting rookie of the month as well for the Florida Panthers as well. Um, Averaging a point per game in the last month as well, playing a bottom six role as well and doing it at 20 years old, the same age as Alexi Lafreniere in the same draft, uh, 11 picks after uh, Lafreniere and, and just the, the, the The development of these these players, of what the coaching staff is doing, the scouting department, the way they've been drafting. Even though Huberto was drafted under a different regime than what they have now, the what they've been able to build to to this in the season is just incredible. And Huberto's done it with being on the second line. He's done it being on the first line. He's done it doing on the power play. He's done it. He's done it in different parts of the game. And he's um and I, I, I followed I follow Huberto on Instagram and he during this offseason, every single time that he posted on his story, it would be like him like working out and putting and putting in that extra work of just him trying to bulk up. And you see the difference of like uh him bulking up. And he's 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 up for a contract extension as, as early as July first, twenty twenty two, with this offseason, he'll have one year remaining on on his on his uh current deal at five point around five point five. I believe it's 5.3 on the, um, without looking at cat friendly, but he's, he's gonna, he's gonna get a, he's gonna get a payday. And it looks like, I believe it's going to be the same exact cap hit as like what Barkoff got in his, uh, in his, uh, recent extension.
1: Yeah. And I mean, with Huberto, as far as the heart trophy is concerned, I mean, I'd, I'd be cool seeing that. I, I think it's kind of interesting to see somebody, I don't want to say come out of nowhere, but a little bit of an upset, um, you know, McDavid and Ovechkin and Drysdale been there done that let's see somebody new win the award I, I think that would be a lot of fun but um you know uh as for this game tonight uh there was something else I wanted to ask you about this game heated up a little bit kind of like in the second period and certainly in the third period uh you had Strom taking a hit from Marchman uh a couple of the Rangers took exception to that they thought it was after the whistle Strom was down on the ice and then uh they dropped the gloves in the third period and I got to give uh, the win by decision to my guy Strom on that one, man. But what, what was your take on uh, everything going on between those two?
0: Yeah, I saw Gerard Galat not too happy about uh, the blindside hit by Mason Marchment. Uh, I don't, I don't know whether the arena was uh, really loud and he didn't hear a whistle and sometimes those happen. Um, yeah. and, and of course it of Strom didn't see Marchment coming. And of course that was something that was brewing because that fight happened in the, in the third period. And that was something that was brewing from the previous period, of course take exception when you're not seeing something and then you're just hit from from behind so i get it uh when when you're when you're and and that and of course the whiplash that could happen too in 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 fa- in it, when it, when it comes to that and you could you could severely really hurt somebody and of course those are just hockey players being hockey players of course something brewing you fight it out and then the gnawing after maybe there's some clarification there and of course the, by the, by the next game by the next game i mean they don't play for the rest of the regular season by the, by the time their next game it wasn't what the new york rangers d- went through with like tom wilson last year the, it was, right. it's not nowhere near that case and and of course um the new york rangers i got i got to give them credit for what they acquired uh this offseason um getting ryan reeves um they they outhit the florida panthers um in this one, I'm look looking it up real quick. I know it was a big margin, 38 to 25. So they've brought a, a lot of physicality, even though the F- Florida Panthers do have a big hitter of their own in um, in Radko goodness. and of course Mason Marchment. Mason Marchment is a big hitting forward. Uh, the 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 New York Rangers on definitely on the defensive end, both on their forwards and their blue line, I've, I've got a lot of uh, big physicality that really brings in an intimidation factor to the opposition.
1: Yeah. I mean, Reeves, uh, his impact has definitely been felt. Uh, you've heard players on the Rangers kind of talk about how, um, you know, they, they feel, uh, like, you know, it's it's almost like a big brother kind of effect. Like this guy's going to watch out for them. Uh, what's interesting is Reeves has only been in two fights all season. He was joking that he has, uh, some trouble finding a dance partner these days, but, uh, if, if it needs to go down, uh, you you know, he'll do it. Uh, that that's, what's really cool about that. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I want to ask you about this too, Armando, because, you know, on ESPN and, you know, mixed results as far as ESPN's hockey coverage so far, I think that's a nice way to put it. But, um, you know, they, they were talking about how they, they're not sure the Panthers can play, like, playoff-style hockey. And I'm thinking, like, I don't know. I mean, this seems like a pretty uh, big team to me. It seems like there's a decent amount of physicality. I mean, what's your take on that? Is that something that they're lacking? Is that something that they could uh, look to acquire come trade deadline season, bring in some toughness? Any Any thoughts on that?
0: I mean, they're going to be adding to the. They're they're definitely going to be adding to the blue line. Um, definitely. Um, in in the trade deadline coming up and March 26. I mean, crazy to think that just, it feels so far away, but it's going to creep up on us before we know it. And definitely, um, definitely, it's with with sometimes the the lack of physicality, sometimes the the lack of hits can sometimes result in goals on the on the other end. But then. You have someone like Radko Gudas once again, and Mason Marchment who just know how to lay the lumber, and you have one on the defensive end, and the and, and the and the forward lines as well. But Mackenzie um, Weger is is another is another player who is top two in top three in the league in takeaways as well, and Anton Lindell is up there in takeaways as well. So it's not just all about laying the lumber all the time but it's just about what the the defensive forwards of lundell and weger can do in taking away the puck and creating chances on the other end um the the broadcast actually brought out a um a a stat uh, as well Uh, i'm trying to find in uh third period goals um and florida and York are both in and fourth in third period goals and that has a matter to do with uh physicality it it comes down to clogging the slot it comes down to knowing when to when to make hits near the boards as well and and when to so i it's not too much of a concern for me but it's definitely uh something that they're going to be adding and and it's something to definitely uh look forward to for for what they do near the deadline
1: yeah i think it's going to be a pretty wild trade deadline season, because I mean, if you look at the Eastern conference right now, and I want to ask you about this, I've got my standings board over here. So I'm just going to look at it real quick. Yeah. I mean, it's like the top eight teams have like a lot of separation between the bottom eight teams. So I'm almost wondering if maybe this becomes a little bit of a buyer's market just because if you're a contending team right now, it feels like there's a lot of different places you can look and be like, okay, well this team's out of it. That team's out of it. That team's out of it. Um, you know you, you can basically go on a shopping spree if you need to any any thoughts on the way that Eastern conference looks right now
0: like you said I think the teams are solidified mostly it's just a matter of placement yeah. and seating but with the flat cap it makes it a little it makes me hard to believe that it's that teams are gonna go wild when it comes to acquiring um acquiring players and of course they're th- a lot of Florida Panther fans want Jacob Chickren and I understand that they they do. He's he's gonna put Jacob chickren on this team. He, he's gonna he, the the stardom that is already there with him is gonna shine even more on this team. But and the term is very fr- the the the, the cap pit specifically is very uh, friendly. But it, the thing is, term for for uh, Jacob chickren and how they're gonna fit under the cap for the Florida Panthers, um, at least from from covering this team is the majority of Keith Yandle's buyout is next year, and it's going to be a little difficult to put everything in. You're going to have to like wheel and deal a few deals um, of the current players on the roster who aren't expiring contracts next year um, in order to fit everything. And, of course, the Florida Panthers, if they do bring in Jacob Chickren, they're, they're, they're still going to have to pay Jonathan Huberto. They're still going to have to pay Mackenzie Weger The way Mason Marchment is playing, averaging a, a point per game uh, this season, they're gonna have to try to find a way to pay him as well he's he's looking to as somebody who is worth paying right now and so that's gonna be a that's the situation that you bring in if you were to trade for jacob Tricker but the talent seems worth it in my opinion it's just, you it's just a matter is if you make the trade you deal with the other stuff later and I think that's what what they would do if big if if they're able to pull that off.
1: It's interesting that you're mentioning Jacob Chikrin. I mean, I, first of all, I think he's been connected to just about every team in hockey as far as where he might end up being traded to. Uh, but the Rangers are one of those teams, and they're in a little bit of a different situation than the Panthers. I think the biggest target for the Rangers should be a right winger. I mean, if you look at the way they lined up tonight, there's just not a whole lot there. And I realize Capo Cat goes out of the lineup. Um, but like with Chikrin, and you kind of touch on this too, Armando, but you know, He's a good player, but he is under contract for another three years after this year at $4.5 million per season, I want to say, which isn't a crazy amount, but you know, it's kind of a similar situation with the Rangers. They have a lot of young players who are eventually going to have to get paid. And with the Rangers, you know, they have some already established defensemen along with uh, some young defensemen that they're really high on and would seem to have a lot of upside. So from my perspective, I just don't know that Jacob Chikrin is really worth it And uh, that doesn't even factor in whatever you might have to give up to get him i, I don't know it just um it doesn't seem like a move that's 100 percent necessary to me whereas going out and finding a right winger seems completely necessary that's just kind of where mm-hmm. i'm at when it comes to chikrin
0: yeah and the thing is the arizona coyotes don't have to trade him right now that's the thing they have all the yeah. leverage when it comes to when it comes to his rights so they can wait even until next offseason or even uh next trade deadline if they wanted to so even if they don't make a deal for uh, for Jacob run of course, they're sacrificing what they can get back from right now because of the term connected, but they can still get a pretty decent return even if they wait, may wait one more year to trade him,
1: yeah, for sure, man. I, I mean, I figure uh, we could pretty much end on that. You know, we covered the game, we talked some uh, big picture stuff here, and you know, the standings and all that good stuff, but uh. Yeah man, I mean hey, this is a ton of fun. I know the Rangers and Panthers don't play each other again this season, but if you ever want to do another one of these, uh I'm I'm up for it, man. Just let me know.
0: Absolutely. Maybe uh maybe uh maybe during the Olympic break, who knows? And maybe uh maybe if hopefully, uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not hoping for this, but if uh for off-season content as well and if uh both our teams are not in the Stanley Cup final, then we'll break we could break that down too. So, but I'm hoping- that my time is playing there and of course of course i hope you're hoping that your team is there too so <laughs> definitely yeah, hopefully
1: man. hopefully we get to break down the eastern conference finals between these uh two squads first before we do anything else so that'll be great yeah, you're
0: absolutely right so yeah. tell my listeners where they can find you and your show online and you on the internet
1: yeah i mean on twitter you can find me at jchick 17 as far as the podcast itself you can find that anywhere you get your podcast wherever you're listening to this you can find the podcast and uh the podcast Twitter handle is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And uh, how about you, Armando? Where can everybody find you and your show?
0: Uh, find me on Twitter at Mondo man 12, follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore F L a Panthers. And they can follow the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. All right. This was fun, man. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, you got it, man. Have it. Have a good one.